0: Hi, everyone. It's Kira from KiraWilliamsFitness.com. And today we have Jesse Golden on our podcast. We are going to be chatting about our relationship with food. Y'all, this is a good one because over the 12 years that I've spent in this industry, I've wanted to ignore that relationship with food so badly, but it is so incredibly important if you are on a weight loss journey, a fat loss journey, a physique change journey, or just a journey to being as healthy and fit as you can be. So let's get into this. Welcome, Jesse. Thank you so much for being on.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: I am so excited to have you, you guys. I have been following Jesse on Instagram for at least a year now, and she's legit my favorite person on Instagram to follow. So you need (laughs) to follow her. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, really, really good stuff here. So it's really an honor to have you. So thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and how you got started? Just all the good stuff.
1: Yes. So my history with food goes back to when I was 16 years old and I was engaging in, and I'll give you the cliff notes version here. Um, I was engaging in probably what we could be considered a lot of emotional eating at that time. You know, as a teenager, I was dealing with boy issues and I had put on a little bit of weight. I was also going through hormonal changes. So, um, you know, I wasn't burning as much energy, But I gained a bit of weight, received uh, some comments about it. And prior to that point, I was completely unaware that other people were perceiving my body. That was a revelation for me that other people would judge or have commentary on the way that I looked. So that completely shook my paradigm of myself in the world at that point. And I was told by somebody who is, in hindsight, an irresponsible personal trainer that I should only be eating 10 to 15 grams of carbohydrates per meal. And this is when I was doing three hours of volleyball practice oftentimes on top of doing training sessions with this individual as part of, you know, I just joined my parents. So I lost weight super quickly. My health suffered tremendously within a matter of, I would say six months, completely lost my period. And it, I got a lot of positive reinforcement from the weight loss. So then another paradigm shift was, Oh, people like me when I'm leaner, they like me when I am smaller. So that develops this obsession with trying to maintain that. And on top of that, I believed that carbs were bad based on what that personal trainer had said at the time Atkins was all the rage. Keto was really um, a thing. Then it's funny to see how that has Made to come back, but it started this really challenging and complicated relationship with food in my body where I didn't trust my body. It was completely disconnected from it. I was com- completely disconnected from my emotions, how that was playing a part body image, had all these conflicting diet rules in my brain. And so that lasted for about nine ish years before I finally said enough of this. And that was after a couple attempts of saying, oh, I think I'm done with this, but not really being done with it. And then um, it lasted, that healing phase took some time. And then eventually I started coaching clients and healing their relationship with food and got sucked into the whole anti-diet. There's no way that anyone should ever pursue intentional weight loss. And I felt like that was the morally superior position to take. And after really reflecting and sitting with me, I mean, it was a visceral reaction when I would tell a client, you know, I won't help you lose weight that I realized, okay, this doesn't align with me either. There has to be something in the middle. So I now help women firstly heal their relationship with food and then help them if they have them pursue any physique goals while really prioritizing that relationship with food.
0: I love that. I feel like there's so few people out there who are doing that kind of work. So it's really refreshing to hear from someone who believes that both are possible.
1: Yes. It, you know, nuance is something that we just don't hear very often anymore in a world that is, we're driven by clickbait. It's Mm -hmm. the most brilliant marketing strategy is to be super extreme because people love that. It makes them feel safe in their brain, but that's just not who I am. It's not what I believe in.
0: Well, I believe that people will love what you have to say too. So let's tell the listeners um, where they can find you.
1: So I'm most active on Instagram. So you can find me over there. Um, My handle is jessie, J-E-S-S-I-E-M, Golden. And I'm also, I have a podcast as well, the Jesse Golden Podcast. And I'm getting my butt into gear over on YouTube, if you prefer more um, visuals.
0: There we go. So Jessie M. Golden on Instagram. You guys will not, you will not be upset about what you see on her Instagram. It's really, really, really great content. So I highly suggest following her. Um, so what do you do now as a coach? Like how do you help other people?
1: So I help women heal their relationship with food through my signature program, which is Food Freedom Evolution. And that is a DIY course that they can do. So that's typically where women who enter my world start because most of them have an unhealthy relationship with food, body, or themselves, usually all three of those. So we want to work on that, work on their mindset and how they're relating to food in their body first, then they might want to progress into, okay, now I just really want to get dialed in with my lifestyle habits. So I have a course called healthy habits foundations, and that's kind of a bridge course. And some women don't need anything beyond that. They think they need all these fancy weight loss approaches and they don't, they just need to dial in the lifestyle basics that everyone wants to ignore. And then if they have those down and want to get even more advanced, then I have my course sustainably lean Academy.
0: Okay. And that is actually, so for those of you guys who are listening in January, 2023. Um, She is going to be opening doors to that to start on February 1st. Um, And that's all going to be available. Well, you have the links in your bio on Insta, but you also have that, you have a website too, correct?
1: I do. Yes. The best way to keep in touch with everything happening with me though, would definitely be over on Instagram. You'll get real-time updates with everything with Doors open. I start letting people in on January 22nd and then they'll close. And then we officially start together on February 1st.
0: So what, I mean, what can people expect from something like the FFE as well as the SLA?
1: So FFE is going to be taking you from food obsessed to intuitive eater. And I'm not an intuitive eating coach. I don't follow that. You know, they have a trademarked uh, system. Mine is a focus, a combination of learning the truth about food and nutrition and a combination as well of more somatic. So getting in touch with your body and your emotions and then personal development mindset work as well. And SLA, what you can expect from that is, this is what I love this program is it teaches women how to get leaner without having to track. And I think that's something that is revolutionary to so many women now, because everyone's obsessed with tracking macros. And that is a totally fine and valid approach. Some of the women inside do track because that suits their personality. It's something that's aligns with their values and their preferences, but about 50% of the women inside do not track at all. They don't weigh anything, measure anything, track anything. And they see just as amazing results
0: that would be, that would be me. My, my husband, um, he's working with a nutrition coach right now and he is like a super tracker to the point where the other day he had to, he was tracking his vegetables and realized that he was going to go over on carbs, but also understand like my husband doesn't look at things and go well that's you know that makes me a bad person if i go over i'm a bad person like that's not how he he does not view this emotionally but he's just he's very meticulous he's very like ocd type a especially when it comes to his numbers and i look at that and i'm like no way there's no way i could do that so you know but for him that you know, that satisfies him. He's getting results. He's happy. So, you know, I, I definitely support that, but you know, different strokes for different
1: folks, right? Exactly. Yes. I can agree more that if someone else is happy mentally, physically, they're doing their thing. I, am I allowed to cuss on here? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> then I don't give a shit what they're doing. It is none of my business. It's their life, their body. But for me personally, I'm with you. That's something that I just, it does not sound like a good life to me. That's not the way I want to live. And so I make sure that I get results the way I want to get them.
0: Yes. And it's possible, but to do all of this, to make any kind of change, we always need to kind of look for and then understand the root of where all this stuff is coming from, you know, whether it's in our relationship with food or, you know, understanding why we're not getting the results that we want. So in your coaching experience, what seems to be the most common causes that cause people to have a poor relationship with food?
1: Mm -hmm. So what I focus on, and I call it the trifecta inside of FFE is connection. And that can be connection to yourself, connection to others, connection to nature or your body. Then there is trust, developing a sense of trust in yourself and in your body and then self-worth or self-respect and somewhere along the line one or usually all three of those have been severed, have been weakened. We don't come into the world without those intact. They are, or excuse me, they are intact when we're born, but through comments from peers or family or what have you, none of us make it out of childhood unscathed, right? It's just the way it is. And for those who didn't have proper modeling oftentimes. And this is why I so encourage mothers to focus on their relationship with food because the little ones are watching. And that's a really, really big one for my clients is their, the females in their family, what was modeled to them when it came to their relationship with food severed their connection to themselves and their bodies, their sense of trust in themselves, and then self-worth and self-respect.
0: And even you mentioned, you know, in your, in your, you know, self discovery, you realized that you, what you had been told by your trainer, and you know that probably severed some of that relationship, and also you getting that positive feedback from people as you lost weight, you know that severed some of that trust as well. I'm sure.
1: Completely, yes. So rather than listening to, oh, my body is not doing well, you know, I was having all these health issues as a result of what I was doing. I was so fearful of trusting anything other than these really intense diet rules that I lost all trust in myself, in my body. I felt like, no, there's no way that my body has any wisdom, which is asinine to me now but i also didn't have very many examples of women who had a healthy relationship with food so that on top of the messaging that we're inundated with that you know women can only look a certain way and we're not valuable that's the most important thing we bring to society and that's our only way to receive love and connection you pretty much have a recipe for disaster
0: oh yeah i it occurred to me not too long ago, actually. Um I did some bikini competitions uh <laughs> like 10 years or so ago. Um and uh I that's I I was on Facebook at the time, like that was you know the place to be for marketing your business. Um I was you know getting my business started as a personal trainer, doing my online thing. And I was as I was doing bikini competitions, you know, I was taking people through my journey and I I mean, I, I, I still, it was more like a science experiment in my mind, but the leaner I got, the more people started hiring me. Mm. And, you know, there have been times where I've looked back at that and I'm like, holy shit, that right there shaped my relationship with my body because I go, well, I'm thinner. Therefore I, I, am more worthy of love and financial success, literally. So I'm like, I'm just realizing some of this stuff and this is the work that I do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm, you know, it's crazy how many of our life experiences really do shape our connection, our trust and our self-respect.
1: Completely. Yeah. I think that's such a a good thing to bring up because what I have struggled with in the past is, and it's something that still will pop up time from time to time is really separating what I want for my body from what other people want for my body. But sometimes there's overlap. So for example, if I want to get leaner, but I know that other people are going to be reinforcing that positively. That annoys me because I want to say, Hey, this isn't for you, right? This is for me. And I don't want you to just see me as a body. So it can get a little muddy. And so I think getting really crystal clear on your boundaries and who you're doing it for, which is hopefully yourself and understanding that, yes, you are probably going to get more attention. People are going to be positively reinforcing it, making sure you're just as clear on rejecting the positive reinforcement as you are on rejecting the negative comments you might get if you gain weight.
0: Interesting that I, you know, I never really thought too, too much about that. I've thought about it being on the other end where I'm very careful in giving people any kind of, you know, like, Hey, you look like you've lost weight or, you know, compliments. Mm -hmm. just based on what their bodies look like. If I have a person who's very dear to me and I know that they've been working hard, you know, I will say like, you look like you've been putting in a lot of work, like, Mm -hmm. but at this point now, I just don't feel like commenting on another person's body is appropriate.
1: I'm with you. And I will make exceptions like you noted. If it's someone I know is working really hard on that and it's something that's important to them, they're doing it in a way where it's self-respecting and it's coming from them, for them, then I'll stand beside them in supporting them on that journey. But in in no way, shape, or form will I ever comment on somebody's body who is even a remote acquaintance or light friend. Yeah.
0: There's just, there's too many ways that that can go awry. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just, Hey, you, you're doing great work.
1: (laughs) Yes. There are like a million other qualities that we can see in a person before just, Making them into a, a a meat suit,
0: exactly. I like that a meat suit. Um. So once a client has established the root of their issues, you know whether it be their connection with their self, the trust that they have, their self respect. Um. What do you feel like is the next step in healing?
1: So from there, in that getting those three really dialed in takes some time. It takes a lot of practice because you're shifting. Your thoughts and your beliefs. So that's a big one is we really need to rewrite your belief systems about yourself and about the world, about how you relate to the world and behavior is a big one. That's one of the fastest ways to change your identity is to act as if. So once we're, we're working on those and that's an ongoing conversation, then we need to get into the diet misinformation. So we need to unlearn a lot of the dieting rules And that's a big one for a lot of people and can be incredibly liberating. So for me, I thought it was carbs or the devil. The insulin obesity hypothesis was what I was listening to from 16, which is so young through my early to mid twenties. And now people are very vocal about how weight loss is caused by a calorie deficit and we don't need to be obsessed about calories all the time, but just understanding that that's how your body works is important in liberating yourself from all of these things about like, You can never have a processed food or you can never have carbohydrates or you're going to be sick and fat and unhealthy. That's a really important part of the healing process.
0: Just that understanding and acknowledging, you know, the basic like science,
1: correct? Exactly. Yes, let science liberate you because that's a big part of reestablishing that sense of trust with yourself because for me, when I thought it was just carbs, I was gaining a lot of weight the more I limited my carbs. So that led to me feeling like I was the problem. And it makes me angry now looking back because if someone had just told me the actual truth, the scientific evidence but that is not the case. It's actually just a law of physics, energy in and energy out. Then I wouldn't have gone into the spiral of making myself and my body out to be the problem.
0: Mm. It's just, you know, what is rational? What's Mm -hmm. real? And, you know, it gets so convoluted, you know, in, in this industry Um, because there's so many people that are saying so many different things. But, you know, once you find someone that you can truly trust, um, you know, listening, educate, and you don't even have to go through just one person, but educate yourself, understand what rational, what is rational. And I feel like, like straight up for me, that was, probably the best thing that I did in my own journey with my body and my relationship with food was just what's rational
1: Mm, and rational. So I assume, are you kind of talking common sense?
0: Like, um, or logic, no, it was just logic, Mm. you know, just like, okay. And, and, And still to this day, I, I look at food and I, I always have that little like thing in the back of my head. It's like, oh no, Kira, don't, you know, don't get this. And I'm like, well, no, logically I can have that. It's not going to make me all of a sudden like gain weight or, you know, have like have more belly fat, like, no, you can have this. Like this is, it's just like the law of thermodynamics, you know, just straight up the science and just re- recognizing like, this is not going to like, just because it's a cookie, I'm not all of a sudden going to be fat.
1: Yes. That's
0: not rational. It's not logical
1: Hmm. completely. And that's why I'm so, so against all those fad diets because they make people so anxious and so stressed about things that don't exist. It's not rooted in reality to your point.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, it's really common for people to go through those periods of restriction. I mean, we're speaking today on January 3rd or January 4th and... it's the first of the year people are, you know, they're like, Oh, gung ho they're feeling super motivated and they really want to like clean up their acts. So they're feeling like they're feeling really motivated. They want to do everything perfectly, but ultimately, you know, that can be very restrictive. So, you know, they go through this period of restriction that's followed with like kind of like a screw it phase. And then when they do that, there's usually some guilt associated So they restrict again and it's just a cycle. Mm -hmm. So how how do you suggest people in that cycle?
1: So everything we've talked about up to this point is gonna be super important, doing the internal work for sure. And then from more of a tactical standpoint, I really recommend that you just take one step towards the middle. So if you're on the end of doing a ton of restriction, take one step towards more of that liberation of letting go of that restriction because ultimately we want to find ourselves in the middle of a lifestyle of balance and moderation, focusing on healthy habits. So prioritize health and your relationship with food, your mental health as well first. And this will naturally bring you into the middle and finding that moderation. And it's another reason I recommend that clients focus on their physical and mental health first before trying to pursue weight loss, because then we can have these competing priorities and we won't really know what it feels like to trust ourselves without the pursuit of getting smaller. See where your body shakes out by just naturally following a healthy lifestyle and prioritizing your mental well being first. Mm. So,
0: what would some of those like basic healthy lifestyle changes be?
1: So prioritizing whole foods a lot of the time, but it doesn't have to be all the time. Mm-hmm. And that 80-20 rule, everyone listens to it. I mean, everyone hears it. Not many people actually apply it, but understanding that that is so applicable and you can see such amazing results with that. You can be healthy, while also including some of the things that aren't as healthy or nutrient dense. So things like alcohol or things like cake, cookies, what have you.
0: And ultimately that's our end goal is you know to be able to enjoy the indulgent foods that we love for no other reason other than just pure joy. Um but most of the time be eating in alignment with our goals. So what do you feel like it takes for someone to like really shift into that?
1: Into being able to balance the two. Yes. So The mindset and the understanding that you can have those two things coincide is really important. So I eat cookies every single day while I'm getting leaner, when I'm pursuing a fat loss goal, those two things are not separate. And that's really important to understand is that you can have those two things coexist and also making sure that it's a plan, whatever your strategy is for getting leaner, assuming someone is actually wants to do that for themselves, realizing that there are so many different ways to skin a cat that you can do it. That is in a way that is totally customized to you, the foods you like to eat when you like to eat, um, your values, your preferences. I have clients who are parents that don't want to miss out on having a donut with their kids on Sundays. Great. That can unequivocally be included as part of your fat loss strategy. That's not a big deal at all. Some people prefer to only have two big meals a day. Some people prefer to have five smaller ones. I don't give a shit what you like to do. That's totally fine. We'll make it work for you. Understand that you can customize it to yourself.
0: And ultimately that right there is going to build trust because you are listening to your own self and you're putting your own needs first.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Oh man. So That's just, it's that building that trust right there is, is, it is hard. And, you know, I work with people who struggle with that, to be honest, you know, they are super afraid to stop tracking, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if they, you know, like if someone comes to me and they've been tracking macros for a really long time and they, you know, go over on fat or are way under on protein, they've, you know, it's kind of like, it's a very freaky feeling for them because they they're just so married to those numbers. Um, and so getting them to, you know, break that is really, really challenging. And, you know, the scary part of that is, is like, you know, they might say I'm really, really hungry today, but, um, I'm all out, like I'm all out of calories or like, they're really, really tired. They had a really hard training session and they're macros don't allow for them to have more carbohydrates. So they're sitting like that right there breaks that trust too.
1: Mm. Yeah. That's a really important thing to bring up. And I talk about this a lot when it comes to anyone who's pursuing really your relationship with food first and foremost. And then if you decide you want to get into fat loss is remember that you are the boss and so many women outsource their sense of sovereignty and power to an app or to me as a coach or to anyone telling them what to do. And you have to claim full responsibility and ownership of what you're doing this for, who is it for and what your boundaries are. So if I come across a day where I'm hungry, than hungrier than normal, big whoop, that is not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. I don't outsource my power to that. I don't let it impact my sense of self, my confidence in myself, anything whatsoever.
0: Aside from that, you know, reclaiming your sovereignty, what other recommendations do you have to help someone learn to trust themselves again, particularly, you know, when it does come to those hunger and fullness cues?
1: Ooh, hunger and fullness cues is such a big one. And I recommend that everyone have that connection and be honoring those those hunger and fullness cues before jumping into weight loss because that's only going to money the waters even further. So in getting those hunger and fullness cues back, our bodies are bodies are cyclical. They love routine. And if you can't feel your hunger and fullness cues, start by eating every three to four hours and try to eat balanced meals. So if you're just eating cake every three to four hours, that's not going to be satiating. Your appetite's going to be all over the place. If you can include some protein, with each of those meals and it doesn't have to be all or nothing, but try and make them whole foods based eating every three to four hours that will allow you and your hunger cues to start to kick on. And then the fullness cues is something that most people struggle with. And I struggled with for a super long time is stopping when I was satisfied rather than full. And that usually comes down to the scarcity mentality Believing, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to eat this food again. So I need to eat, you know, a massive portion of it. So letting yourself eat the things you enjoy every single day is an important part of that process. And then secondly is sitting with the discomfort as your brain adjusts to this new way of doing things of this is going to be okay. You just need to show your brain. I can survive if I stop when I'm satisfied and not when I've cleaned the entire plate plus some which let's be real, I do that very often, but I just mean that as a, an illustration of eating beyond what's actually comfortable for you.
0: Right. Um, just like completely overdoing it. Yeah. I mean, uh, trusting the hunger and fullness cues is, you know, it is challenging. Um, but like you said, you know, it does need to be, it does need to be at the beginning, um, because it, it's going to help with the entire journey, but, You know, I had something else that I was going to say about that, but you guys, Jesse knows this. I haven't mentioned this. I'm running on four hours of sleep today. So (sighs) my brain is a little all over the place. I'm actually really proud of myself for not losing track of my thoughts up until this point. Um,
1: Been there.
0: (laughs) um, Oh, this is what I was thinking. That rational, the rational, the logical thoughts, Mm -hmm. you know. Okay. I am really fucking hungry. I, even though I know like, this is where I'm supposed to be within my calories today, or like, this is how many carbs I'm supposed to have today. When you you're like, I'm really fucking hungry. I'm like, I'm so hungry. Like I want a salad. Like I'm, I used to ask myself that all the time. Um, like, are you hungry? Are you willing to eat broccoli? You're willing to eat? Bronchi? Okay, you're actually hungry. Go eat. Mm-hmm. So, but that rational thought of okay, I'm hungry. I'm I'm going to eat. Like I don't have to starve myself just because I'm quote unquote out of calories today or out of carbs today or something like that.
1: Completely. Eat. eat. Yes. It's it's not that you. difficult.
0: <laughs> yeah, like your your body is telling telling you something. Honor your body. Um, and I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe that that thought of like, am I willing to eat you know, a salad? Yes, I'm willing to eat a salad. Okay you're actually hungry. Like if that works for you, then cool, do it. Live by it. It, it helped me.. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, so, you know, it, it's so easy to go back into the restrictive ways. and like progress is never linear. So what advice would you have for people who have, you know, they make some progress and then they backtrack and then they make some progress and then they backtrack. Like, do you have any advice for that?
1: Yes. Know that it is so normal. It is so, so normal. And I think in today's society, we're addicted to the fast track to success. And I've had clients completely transform their relationship with food within a matter of weeks. For others, it takes longer. And there are many different factors at play. One of the biggest ones is how sick they truly are of their current situation. How much pain is that actually causing them to where they're willing to sit through the discomfort of change, which is always going to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So understanding that it's completely normal for it to take time. And eventually, you're going to get so sick of your old way of doing things while also realizing you have to have a growth mindset that you're going to screw up. And that's part of the process. And what I recommend you do is take a step back, remove your emotions from it, and try and get clinical of, okay, what happened here? What data can I gather that led to me go taking a couple steps back? And how can I prevent that? From happening in the future. Mm. And then just rinse and repeat.
0: Always looking for the lesson Mm -hmm. because everything, everything provides a lesson, especially the hard stuff.
1: Yes. Gosh. It's just sucks when you're in it. Every time I, you know, when I'm struggling, I have someone say, but you're going to be grateful that this happens. Like I'm not grateful at all right now. I would rather not be dealing with this, but sure enough, Once I'm on the other side, it's, you're so proud of yourself for sticking through it.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Jesse, for being on with us today and sharing all of this really wonderful information. Um, Do you have anything else that you want to add before we wrap up?
1: Thank you for having me so much. And last thing I will just encourage anyone listening to this is that if you feel like weight loss or body composition changes is truly not for you. You just are coming from a place of fear and desperation. Desperate energy is usually a good sign that it's not the right move for you. And if you know, or you have an inkling that your relationship with food needs work first, I promise you, you'll get to your physique goals so much faster if you focus on your mindset and how you're relating to food first. And then when you approach the physique goals, it's going to be night and day different how much easier it is to achieve those
0: Mm -hmm. and how much easier it is to sustain them.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yes.
0: All right. So before you guys run away, um, make sure that you follow Jesse on Instagram at Jesse M golden. That's also going to be in the show notes y'all. Um, and, um, check out her sustainable, sustainably lean Academy and what's FFE is what was, what does FFE stand for again?
1: Food freedom evolution.
0: Thank you. See, my brain is not fully functioning. No, everyone knows <laughs> I, it
1: as FFE. So it's all good.
0: I highly recommend sleeping for more than four hours. one <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys all so much for listening. Thank you so much, Jesse, for being on. I really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you.